Good morning. We would like now to call, having a, a quorum present, we'd like to call the meeting of the Social Services, Mental Health, and Children's Affairs of the 3M Committee to order this morning. We want to thank those of you who are personally present as well as anyone who may be joining us online. Uh, we now have a quorum, so we will ask the staff to please call the roll for attendance. Ms. Brawley? Present. Mr. Hill? Present. Mr. McCabe? Here. Ms. Murray? Here. Ms. Robinson is absent, and Mr. Howard. We're pleased to have our chairman with us today. Thank you, Mr. Chair, for joining us. We'll move right into the agenda, but I have a couple of housekeeping announcements to make first. Um, if you are um, online joining us, we ask that you please mute your microphones unless you are speaking. Do we have anyone online as yet? Okay, and when providing testimony, please make sure that your volume is up. And if you're using Microsoft Teams, please mute online streaming of the meeting when you are testifying. And for those who are meeting with us in person, please keep your mask on even when you are speaking. And we thank you so much for doing that for us and for the staff and for you. All right, our first order of business, um, we have a new bill that we want to hear testimony on. Bill 3938, we're going to go a little bit out of order, and that is a bill by Representative Tedder. <clears throat> Ms. Representative Tedder is here. If you'd like to explain briefly the bill. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, this, this bill is uh, what's called inclusionary housing policy. Uh, basically, what it does is it creates a housing trust fund for uh, each municipality and county. Um, it, what it does is it allows the developers and builders to come in and uh, build a, a certain percentage of affordable units in their uh, complex or condominiums. However, if they choose that they don't want to have affordable units in their uh, complex, they have an option to pay a fee in lieu of that this fee will be determined by each municipality and uh, local uh, county, but the fee will go into this housing trust fund and the monies there will be used only to uh, either revitalize already uh, affordable housing that's, that needs improvement or to build new affordable housing. And so this is a permissive uh, policy, so local municipalities can elect to do so. They don't have to, um, but it creates the option and opportunity for us to move forward in, in uh, addressing our affordable housing crisis. And that's pretty much the basis of it. Um, again, it's permissive, so it doesn't force anybody to do anything. And that, that's pretty much it. Uh, it leaves it up to the developers and the municipalities to decide on what that fee is going to be. Thank you, Mr. Tedder. Um, Representative Hill, you had a question? Yeah, just on that. Um, so one, one of the questions that came to mind as I was reading this is uh, what's stopping uh, counties and municipalities uh, from enacting these types of policies currently? Is there anything, are there any current state statutes that you're aware of? I didn't see anything being repealed or suspended or superseded in this bill. So are you aware of any state laws uh, currently in effect that would pre prevent or prohibit uh, cities or counties from, from doing this on their own today? Well, 
I'm not aware of any uh, statute or law that would prohibit them from doing so. Um, but what this will do is sort of codify it so that uh, we can move forward with actually addressing it. And I believe um, it, what, well now I'm not sure, well actually there's no law that I know that prohibits them. However, there's not the option, I don't believe, to either uh, make that decision to pay a, a fee in lieu because there's no, that, that process is not set up, that structure is not set up in the municipalities. This gives them the power to do that. We the don't, authority don't, to uh, do so. Don't counties and municipalities make fee in lieu of agreements all the time, fee in lieu of tax agreements in particular to, you know, as, as an economic incentive for companies right, right. that are coming in, don't, don't they do that all and the so time? This is, and so this is separate from, you can still have incentives. This is as, it's just, it adds to where they're not forced to have to build affordable units, which a lot of builders, uh, you'll hear the argument that if they have to build affordable units, that will then make the prices go up on the other uh, units. This, this um, hits on that point to say, well, you don't have to do that, but you still, if you're going to um, reap the rewards of our incentives, you still should invest in these communities that you want to come in. Right. I'm just still struggling to see why we need to pass state law that says they can do this when they can already do it. But I appreciate your elaborating on that. Representative Power, you had a question. All right, Ms. Brawley. Aye. Mr. Hill. No. Mr. McCabe. No. Ms. Murray. Aye. Ms. Robinson is absent, and Mr. Howard. Aye. All right, that moves to the full committee three to two. Thank you, Representative Tedder, for the bill, and thank you for those of you who have participated. We had some folks signed up to speak on this bill, but with the motion that carried, um, we hope that they were able to at least glean what the, what the support of the bill is from the committee members. The bill will now head to full committee, um, and we not, we're not certain as to whether that will happen this year. This uh, legislative session uh, just depends. We only have a week left, but the bill has been approved by subcommittee. Our next bill, moving backward a little bit, is on our first bill that was on the agenda for today, which is a bill we visited once before, House Bill 3682. And let me just say in the introduction of this bill, this is the bill that was, had to do with the CRNAs. I'll read you the summary. I can put my hand on it. This bill was sponsored by Representative Collins. Right here. Oh, thank you. The bill will eliminate the requirement for physician supervision of certified registered nurse anesthetists, which is the CRNAs. The bill also changes the existing requirement for CRNAs to practice pursuant to approved written guidelines. Currently, the guidelines must be developed under the supervision of a physician, dentist, or medical staff within a facility where practice privileges have been granted. The bill will require the guidelines be developed with a physician, dentist, or a medical staff within a facility where practice privileges have been granted. And the bill also repeals a provision in the Medical Practice Act that requires the physician or dentist responsible for the supervision of a CRNA to be identified on the anesthesia record before administration of the anesthesia. 
We have had the hearing for this bill on a previous date. There, were, there was quite a bit of documentation. Uh, we adjourned debate, simple adjourned debate, to allow the members of the committee an opportunity to go through that documentation so that we could revisit it on, on a later date, which is today, for a vote from the committee. If there is no, we're not hearing testimony today because we've done that previously, and now we're just here to determine the status of the bill as to whether or not it moves forward to the full committee. Um, is there any discussion on the part of the committee members? Madam Chair. Mr. Hill. I would like to move that we recommend this to full committee favorably. The motion has been made for a favorable recommendation to full committee. Is there a second? Second. Motion is made and second. We'll call the roll. Ms. Brawley? Aye. Mr. Hill? Aye. Mr. McCabe? Aye. Ms. Murray? Aye. Ms. Robinson is absent. And Mr. Howard? Abstain. All right, abstain. It moves forward to the full committee three to one. Thank you for that. And next on the agenda, our final bill for today, that's bill by the Representative King, House Bill 3888. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, y'all. Next on the agenda is House Bill 3888 by Representative King. Um, Representative King is here, uh, so I'll give you the opportunity, Representative King, if you'd like to explain the bill. Thank you, Madam Chair. And I don't want to explain the bill. I believe you all have taken um, some testimony on this bill. I just wanted to find out if the committee would look at making an amendment to the bill um, in reference to the date of changing it from January of 2022 to January 1 of 2023, seeing that we will probably not get this bill over to the Senate and approved this resolution, I mean, um, to give us more time um, to change that date. Um, the other thing is in speaking with Representative Hill, he may want to offer an amendment to add another member um, to the committee. But that's all I have to say on it. I just ask that you all approve it if you will, if you do approve it with that amendment. Representative King, Representative Hill, did you have an amendment to offer? Yes, I, I would certainly like to propose the amendment that, um, that Mr. King requested related to changing the dates 2022 to 2023, um, as well as on page one of the bill where there are two members of the Senate appointed by President of the Senate. I'd like to change one of those to be appointed by the Chairman of Senate Medical Committee uh, likewise, uh, where there are two members of the House appointed by the Speaker of the House, I would like to have one of those appointed by our Chairman um, of uh, uh, Medical, Municipal, Public, and Military Affairs. And um, and I, you know, if there's, I, I would request um, if uh, you know if if we move this forward to full committee, um, uh, just like the committee. Uh, Chairman, Mr. Howard, to, to be aware that um, uh, Mr. King and I may uh, propose an additional amendment to, um, you know, something that would be mutually agreeable to, to put some, uh, maybe a consumer on the board, as well as um, we may need additional data services if you're going to make this work. Um, in the past, similar study committees have included members from Revenue and Fiscal Affairs um, and or it may be useful to include someone from AHEC. 
um, that do a lot of uh, surveillance of the availability of different medical providers. Um, so we, we may need to look at that. I'm not prepared to offer that part, but just the, for now, the, um, the amendment on the date and making sure that the chairman of House and Senate medical committees have some representation, I would like to propose that amendment to the committee. You've heard the recommendation for the amendment from Mr. Hill? Yes. You, she wants Ms. Mr. Hill, just so I'm clear on this, for the two um, members appointed by the legislative branches, you, so now you would have one member appointed by the President of the Senate and one member appointed by Senate Medical Affairs, and then one member by um, the Speaker and one member by the <coughs> Chair of 3M? Okay. Yes, ma'am. And you're changing the um, the date is the as Mr. King date to 2023. 2023. That would be on page two and page three where right. those dates show up. All righty. Clear. Okay. The motion has been made by Mr. Hill in the form of an amendment to the bill outlined by changing the date to January 1st, 2023, and changing the composition of the committee to include a representative appointed by the 3M House Chair as well as the Senate Medical Affairs Committee Chairperson. Is there a second? Second. The amendment has been moved and properly second. We'll now call the roll. Ms. Brawley? Aye. Mr. Hill? Aye. Mr. McCabe? Aye. Ms. Murray? Aye. Ms. Robinson's absent and Mr. Howard? Aye. All right, so four to one, the amendment is approved. All right, now we will now consider the bill, House Bill 3888 as amended. Call the roll. Is there questions? I presume there are not. Just need a motion. Just need a motion for approval. So moved. Second. Call the roll. Ms. Brawley? Aye. Mr. Hill? Aye. Mr. McCabe? Nay. Ms. Murray? Aye. And Mr. Howard. All right. The bill is amended, moves to committee four to one. That completes the business that we have for this morning. We want to thank all of those of you who are attended personally, as well as those of you who are online. The meeting is now adjourned.